Today is Palm Sunday. It's the beginning of Holy Week, and this week we um, have a lot going on to look forward to, uh, both devotionally, as we are able to check in with God throughout the week, but also here at the church with our Monday Thursday and uh, Good Friday service and Easter Sunday service. Uh, all of these things are designed so that we can draw close to God. And, but today, today is Palm Sunday. It's the day where people around the world remember Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey to crazy crowds waving palm branches and shouting Hosanna. And the question that I want us to ask ourselves today is, does anyone today have a Hosanna for Jesus? Now, before we get there, we should look at that original day. Because, you know, what's one thing to have a Hosanna when we're all hyped up, we're together, there's a crowd, everyone's pumped. Giving a Hosanna is a lot easier then. But what about when things are confusing or uncomfortable? Do we have a Hosanna for Jesus? So let's look at that first Palm Sunday as described in the book of John, John's Gospel, John chapter 12, verses 12 through 19. It says this. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they, they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. So here, Jesus had been drawing crowds with his teaching that the kingdom of God had arrived and was available to all who would repent and turn to God. So people who were formerly outcasts, um, sinners, tax collectors, the sick, they were flocking to Jesus. And on top of it all, Jesus was healing people that showed that not only was the kingdom of God arriving in Jesus' person, but the power of God was with him. And many people began to think, this Jesus, I think he's the Savior. I think he's the one we've been waiting for. To, that would, this one that would defeat God's enemies and establish God's kingdom. And right before this triumphal entry, one of the things that happened was Jesus raised this guy, Lazarus, from the dead. Amazing. And what's more is that many of the people in the crowd, this is what John said, were there. They, because uh, Bethany, where Lazarus was raised from the dead, was not far from Jerusalem. So some of the people in the crowd were testifying, we were there. We saw, no, Lazarus, he was really dead. He wasn't just sleeping. He was dead. And this added to the excitement. Not only that, but the crowds were already excited because this was Passover. The Passover season was here. It was approaching, and the, the Passover, it caused Jerusalem's uh, population to at least triple in size. 
So there was already a huge crowd. People were excited for the Passover. Now adding to that was to that hyped up crowd that the triumphal entry, it was just dripping with messianic symbolism because Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey colt. Now that might not mean much to us, but this actually fulfilled prophecies. A a, a prophet named Zechariah centuries earlier had said, uh, you know, there's a king coming, a, a king, a savior. And so expect him. And this is what he said in Zechariah 9, 9. Again, this was written centuries before this event. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the, uh, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So see, this was not just a parade. This was a fulfillment of prophecy. And it's a proclamation that Jesus is this messianic king that they had been waiting for. And John makes sure that we see that because he says, it is written. And then he quotes because he wants to make sure that we understand as readers that this, yeah, this isn't just a parade, but that this person, this Jesus is the Messiah they had been waiting for and that he was fulfilling God's plan. And the crowd understood that, which is why they start going crazy. But even more, the entry had important historic symbolism because during the Maccabean Revolt, one of the, you know, uh, the Jewish people today celebrate Hanukkah. Well, that is a a celebration where uh, this small uh, band of Jewish freedom fighters overthrew the larger Greek empire and they had independence for a while. Well, that general that helped throw off those foreign enemies, he rode up the same way Jesus was riding on a colt with people waving palm branches. And that's why the the prophetic symbolism wasn't lost on the crowd. The historic symbolism wasn't lost on the crowd. So they start proclaiming this Jesus is Messiah. And one of the ways they do that is by quoting Psalm 118.26, which was a psalm that spoke about the coming Messiah. That Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel, that was a messianic psalm. And now this Hosanna thing, okay, what does that mean? It's Hosanna. It, it's, it's, at that time, it had started as a kind of a prayer, meaning save us, God. But by that time, it had turned into a praise. So Hosanna kind of means, yes, God, save us. In other words, yes, God, I see what you're doing here. I see how you're fulfilling things here. And and yes, finish, finish the job, right? I see your salvation and bring more of that. And so it's this, it's this praise, but also a prayer. And so as they see the scene, as they see what's going on, they start yelling, Hosanna, because they're praising God for what he's doing right in there. But also, yes, God, we see what's happening. Finish it. Finish it, God. Hosanna. And in fact, that sort of expression, Hosanna, blessed he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel, it probably happened in kind of a call and response type of action, where as the crowd is going in, as Jesus is riding, probably the front of the crowd says, Hosanna, and then another says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, and then the rest maybe all at the same time say, the king of Israel, and people get caught up in that, all right, I'm going to go out on a limb, let's try that, all right, half the room, 
you, this half, Hosanna, I'll say blessed, so you'll say Hosanna, I'll say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, and you all say the king of Israel. Okay? Can we do it? All right. Ready? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Yes. So that is what's going on. Imagine. And the reason I did that is imagine if you were there. I mean, I know it's hard. We're seated, seated but imagine just chanting that. Imagine the symbolism. Imagine the weight that, that your people had been ex- experiencing over these last centuries. And you're feeling like, yeah, God is saving. He is finally saving. And it's happening. And it's easy to get caught up, isn't it, in the crowd? I mean, anyone here ever been to a, a sporting event or a concert? Yeah, I mean, it's been a while, right? Because, like, yeah, maybe a couple of years ago because we haven't been able to. But think back. And, I mean, it's, it seems like long ago, but you probably found yourself cheering and yelling more than normal. Right? Because you get caught up in the crowd when the, the whole crowd, whether it's cheering at a concert or a sporting event, and before you know it, you're, you're yelling and you're jumping around things you wouldn't do by yourself. And I mean, and for our online community, that's one of the things you probably miss, right? Is if you're sitting alone, you're like, yeah, I just not, the crowd kind of charges me. And that's, that's normal. And that's what's going on here. This Palm Sunday crowd was hyped. And, I mean, it was a Passover celebration where they remembered God's saving Israel. I mean, this guy, he just raised Lazarus from the dead. People were healed. Jesus is riding in as the promised Messiah. So, yeah, Hosanna. Hosanna. Now, for us, I think as we look at this situation, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to offer a Hosanna to God when we're all hyped up, right? And in fact, it was probably easier for you to yell Hosanna. If I had called on one of you and said, oh, you know, uh, hey, Mike Bouye, could uh, you say, you know, yell, stand up and yell Hosanna? I mean, he's a good guy, so he probably would have done it, but he would not have enjoyed that, right? <laughs> or, or any one of you, right? Because it's, it's awkward, but it's easy. No, if everyone's doing it, it's, it's, it's easy to, to jump in there and say Hosanna, and indeed, we should praise him. Like, when, one of the reasons, one of the powerful things about gathering together as a church community is that we do get to do that. It, it, sometimes it gets lonely. Sometimes we're, we, we feel downtrodden, and we don't feel like yelling Hosanna. But when we're with our church community, right, they, they lift us up, right? We lift one another up. And so it's good. And, and it's good when something Good is happening when God has blessed you. It's good to yell out Hosanna. It's good to praise God. We should. We should do that. And in fact, maybe some of you today are thinking of a praise that God has given you. And it's good. It's good to say Hosanna. I mean, a lot of times we say amen. That's good too. But today, how about a Hosanna? Who has a Hosanna for Jesus today? Who who has God blessed you in such a way? He's opened your eyes to such a truth that you just want to tell him, praise you, God, praise you, God. Now, does that mean 
if we're really pumped about God and what he's done, is it a literal Hosanna? Like, for instance, if you're in a Home Depot and, you know, you, you, you've been looking for this part and it's expensive and you don't know what's going to work, but then you find it, it's the perfect piece and it's on sale, do you just go, Hosanna, <laughs> right? And the, and the people in the aisle are like, ah, ah, you know, what is this guy? Well, it's okay to do that. Again, you might want to apologize to those around you. But the thing is, is when, when our words or when rituals are a heartfelt expression of our hearts, right, that they are true acts of praise and honor. Because it's not, it's not faking it. It's, if it's an expression of your heart, where, again, you're praising God and you're thanking him, then, then that's good. But in them themselves... Uh, yelling out Hosanna or any kind of ritual can, can just be an empty ritual if it's not accompanied by, by pushing to go further, to honor God in, in all aspects of our life. I mean, we, we honor God by, by, by serving him with our lips, but do we also serve him and do we serve others as, a, as an expression of that as well. Again, it's kind, it's like, yeah, do we yell Hosanna, but are we kind to that Home Depot employee, even though they don't seem to be that helpful? Okay. Now, some of them are. Ryan Christensen, you're a helpful Home Depot employee, if you're listening. But you know how some of them are. You're like, oh, I don't really know much about this. But are we kind to that person? <laughs> are we kind to that person? Because the prophet Micah, he calls out those who do the rituals but ignore honoring God in all their actions. Uh, Micah chapter 6, verse 7 and 8 says this. It says, will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams? So that's sacrifices, right? Um, the ritual sacrifice. Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? So that's, that's the, the question. Right, rituals, is that, God, is that what you're looking for? So if I just say enough hosannas, is, is that what? Well, that will do it. But then verse 8, he has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. So if you yell out Hosanna in a crowded church on Sunday but treat your neighbor unkindly, that's not honoring to God. So, yes, we proclaim Hosanna together. And we lay down the palm branch of our time and, and, and our, our, our tithe to show Jesus' honor. That's why we're here. But what about tomorrow when there's no crowds? What about tomorrow when you're facing a coworker who's always got that nasty comment for you? Do you have a Hosanna for Jesus then? Do you have a palm branch to throw down then? We honor him by our acts and our words of kindness, our selflessness. Who has a Hosanna for Jesus? Now, Hosanna, as I mentioned, was an expression of both praise and prayer, right? A, a praise that God is doing something, but a prayer for him to complete it. So I bring that up because, you know, it's one thing to say the words Hosanna, but do we mean it? Meaning, I praise you, God, but I also want you to finish what you're doing. 
Because God's doing a work in each one of us. So it's one thing to be like, oh, God, I, I see how you're moving in my life and, and blessing me. So, yeah, Hosanna, but are we then ready to say, yeah, and finish that process? Because remember, what was that process? How did that process of salvation be got finished on Holy Week? It was Jesus on the cross. So when we say, Hosanna, yes, God finished that salvation in me, it going to mean challenge. It's going to mean change. So do we mean that, Hosanna, when it's calling us to finish that, what God is doing in us, even if it means the rest of Holy Week? Who has a palm branch? Who has a Hosanna for Jesus today? And what about later in Holy Week? Do we have a Hosanna? Do we have a palm branch then? When the crowds are gone and Jesus starts talking about his death. Now, some people's hosannas in that crowd were really about the moment, right? They were about their feelings because they were hyped. They were excited just like everybody else. But then later in the week, those hosannas fell silent. There was no palm branches to be found on Thursday and Friday. Do you have a Hosanna? Do you have a palm branch when the Messiah is being crucified by the very same Romans you thought he was going to defeat? When you don't understand, how could the Messiah be crucified? Do you have a Hosanna when the crowds have turned on Jesus and have turned on you? Do you have a palm branch or Hosanna, when things don't make sense, just don't make sense in your faith journey and in the situation in the world, do you have a Hosanna for Jesus then? Do you have a palm branch to put down? Well, here's the thing. It may be more difficult to yell Hosanna later in the week of Holy Week. But, but the thing about Good Friday the thing about Easter Sunday is it shows that Jesus is even more worthy of a palm branch and a hosanna than we even realized. Because he's not just coming in his power to establish God's kingdom. He is self-sacrifice. He is giving his life in self-sacrifice. And that takes, that puts hosanna, that, that takes hosanna and turns it and gives it a whole new depth, doesn't it? Wait, wait a minute, God is not just good and not just fulfilling his plan and fulfilling his work in the world when things are good and everything is according to how I think they should go. God is fulfilling his plan and doing his things even in the midst of death and suffering. And it's all because of his love, his love. Look at what lengths God will go to to secure a place for sinners like me and you in that kingdom. That before he establishes that kingdom once and for all, he's establishing forgiveness and grace to the same people who have denied him. Hosanna. That is a different kind of Hosanna, isn't it? When you see the depth of his love, not just the might of his power. And still in the midst of hardship, in the midst of confusion, it's, 
I mean, it's still hard, right? It's still hard to proclaim that Hosanna. I mean, how do we do that? How do we lay down a palm branch? How do we proclaim a Hosanna in praise and prayer even when things are bad? On that Good Friday, again, the, the apostles couldn't do it. They didn't do it. They ran. So how do we do that? Well, I think one of the most important things is to realize that this Hosanna is bigger than you. And the events surrounding it, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. I mean, one of John's points in, in, in the, his presentation of the triumphal entry, that's one of the, again, his main points is that this Hosanna, it's ringing out, and it's bigger than any one person in the crowd. It's even bigger than the crowd. Look, in verse, tw- in, uh, verse 15, why does he quote um, the, the prophet Zechariah? To show that, oh, what's going on here? It, it's, it's a part of God's plan. It's bigger than what you're just seeing. And let me tell you why. It's actually going back to God's plan. It is written. This is a part of God's eternal plan. It's bigger than the moment. And then he also talks about that it's, it's based in the power of God. Verse 17 talks about the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb. So he's pointing out that what's going on here has the power of God. It's beyond your power. It's beyond anything that you could imagine. And then it's even bigger than our understanding. Verse 16, it says, his disciples did not understand these things at first. So what's going on is even bigger than their understanding. They they understood better after the resurrection. But see, here's the thing. The true Hosanna is not based in you. It's not based in how you feel. It's not based on how you understand the situation. It is based in the salvation of God. That's why we're able to say, praise God, and God finished that salvation. And it's bigger than any one person. So that's how you can let out a Hosanna, no matter what's hitting you in life. Because, yeah, this pandemic, it stinks. No one's enjoying this. Hosanna is bigger than the pandemic. Or maybe you've been having financial issues. Maybe you have difficulty with your kids or a stressful job, marriage issues, or just the fact that society is so broken. But God's plan and his power is bigger than all that. That his power is greater than all that. His love is greater than all that. It's greater than my understanding. Hosanna! And that Hosanna and that palm branch that you lay down when you understand it's about God and not you, that it's, it brings you up out of yourself so that not only do you praise God with your lips, but you display that truth and that power of God in your life because you're serious about this Hosanna thing. You're serious that this Hosanna is bigger than you, that God's salvation is bigger than you. So you expect that God is going to be changing you, that God is going to be doing a work in you. Because if you really mean Hosanna, that's what you're asking for. And it brings you up out of yourself. It brings you up out of the situation. And that includes honoring him with your actions. And so do you have a Hosanna for God today? Do you have a palm branch for Christ today? And I mean, yes, literally, but also metaphorically. 
Think about this. What would honor him today in your life? What would acknowledge, what would be a way that you would acknowledge, thank you, praise you, God, for what you're doing in my life, but now I want you to keep doing that. I want you to bring that salvation to completion. What is the palm branch that you can lay down at Jesus' feet today? What's the hosanna that you can utter? Now, I think at a baseline level, yeah, it's praying and, and, and praising God, yelling hosanna for thank you, God, for the work you do. That's one of the reasons we gather. That's what we do when we sing, right? And our final song is going to be singing hosanna. And so, yeah, at a baseline level, it's that. It's, God, no matter how I feel, whatever, I realize you're bigger, so I'm going to proclaim Hosanna. But also, maybe there's some here who God is putting on your heart that, you know, I've been doing a work in you. And, and the, the next way that you're going to step into the salvation that I'm accomplishing in your life is to, yes, that, that nasty neighbor, that, um, that critical coworker. I want you to be kind to them. I want you to answer their mocking, their criticism with kindness. And in so doing, you will reflect Christ. In so doing, you'll be saying Hosanna with your life. And that will match your words today. For some, it's going to be laying down your, your, your preferences, right? Because you know Christ's mission, is, it's, it needs to advance. For some, it's, it's laying down your time, your talents, your finances at the foot of the cross, knowing that God is calling you to, to, to serve him more. For some, it's forgiveness. That Hosanna, when you yell out, Hosanna, God, thank you for saving me, forgiving me, you know as you say that in your heart, God is saying, yeah, and now I want to continue that salvation in you as you forgive that person who harmed you. Who has a Hosanna for Jesus today? And again, some it's praising in the midst of sadness. What Hosanna, what palm branch do you have to lay down before Jesus today? But make no mistake, you have a Hosanna on your lips today. You have a palm branch that you can put down before the feet of Jesus to proclaim, yes, God, you bring salvation. Yes, God, bring salvation. Who has a palm branch for Jesus today. And yes, it's in the, we, he deserves that. He's worthy of that. When a hyped out crowd, when we're together yelling Hosanna, but he also deserves it in the quietness. When you're home by yourself, he deserves a loud Hosanna. He deserves the palm branch. Who has a Hosanna and a palm branch for Jesus today? You know, as you leave, um, we found some palm branches. Uh, Jen Jones found some palm branches from a thing we were going to do last year. Um, and we're going to hand some of those out. And I don't want you just to hit one another with them <laughs> like, like we did when we were kids. Uh, but, but I want you to take one of those home. And I want you to, to, to put it somewhere and let it remind you of, of what God's been telling you right now of that particular thing, that particular Hosanna that you know that you need to step into to truly 
glorify him. Amen? Let's pray. Dear God, we do proclaim Hosanna. Yes, Lord, save. Yes, Lord, keep saving. Yes, Lord, you have done so much. Holy Spirit, move in this place and bring us face-to-face with what would truly be glorifying to you, what would truly praise you. Because, Lord, we want to see your salvation continued in us and through us. We thank you. And this Palm Sunday, we proclaim that you are worthy. We proclaim Hosanna. But, Lord, as we go into this week, we ask that you would be clear. Clearly, Lord, show us what that thing is. And, Lord, we pray that as we sing this song, this Hosanna, you would take the words of our mouth, and, Lord, you would, you would cause the meaning of that to descend into our hearts so that we're ready to truly proclaim your goodness, truly step out and praise, Lord. Do that in us and through us because you are worthy. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.